Hey, I don't know why I decided to open it up with uh, all those, but whatever. We're having fun here. It's Sunday. Ew, freaking Sunday. Sunday evenings. Never fun because it's like, ah, the week's ahead. But uh, welcome to the uh, the Patreon. Welcome to the Patreon stream. Patreon slash members stream. So I decided this time around I would invite uh, members of the YouTube channel onto the panel. So if you're a member, you can uh, a member of the YouTube channel. You know, if you hit the member button, uh, you could come on and have a little chat. And then, of course, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you also have that as well. So, anyway, so hopefully you guys are doing good. Uh, I am drinking something different that is actually quite delicious. I am drinking a hard kombucha. That's right. I went a little. I went a different route. Because I was like, all right, got to have something. Didn't want beer, didn't want a seltzer. So I thought hard kombucha. I don't, I've never had, I've had kombucha, just never a hard kombucha. And this is quite delicious. So, ah, not too shabby. And apparently, I mean, you know, they try to healthy up your alcohol, <laughs> whatever, you know, hey, healthy up the alcohol. But, you know, kombucha is really good for the gut. It's got all kinds of good goody stuff in there, so that's good. But uh, how are we feeling out there, huh? Oh, okay, we got, uh, of course, Triton right here that's going to be probably tweeting these hashtags for the next 30 years. Sounds about right. I mean, I do, uh, you know, um, I, I do want the, the air cut to be released. I would love the Batflex solo film, but that's out of the question. Um, and rest restoration of the Snyderverse would be okay, but yeah. And then, of course, hashtag fuck James Gunn, which, I, you know, hey, it's you're free to say that. What's going on, Eric? Good to see you. We got MSGT right here. What's going on, Lux? Yeah. Love those vibes. What's going on? How you doing? Okay, let's see. We got uh, Phil right here. Yeah, I know. I still have that. I used to have that as my opener for Film Junkie Live, uh, but I changed it. Changed it. So, but I still have it in my streamyard drop. So that's uh, so that's pretty cool. What's going on, Stephanie T? Good to see ya. And we got um, Pal right here. Sundays are fine when every day is a Monday, right? There you go, Chino. Did you hear that? What Jim Lee said about comic sales tripling? Yes, certainly did. Certainly did. Certainly uh, heard about that, which um, that's smart. That, I mean, I think we all agreed that the, how smart that was. We all agreed that that was smart for them to basically say like, hey, so if you want to catch up and want to know what the stories for the new DCU slate is going to be, here's some reading material that you can prepare yourself. I mean, you got plenty of time. Let's face it. You still got two years, essentially to uh, prepare yourself for that. So, and I think that was really, really smart of them to do that. So it's good things. Good thing. Yes. Yeah. Gods and monsters. What's going on? All right. <laughs> I'm seeing like double, double messages here. So that's interesting, but uh, what's going on, Mr. Everts? Good to see you, buddy. All right. Let's start getting everybody in here. Who wants to get in here? Like I said, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you'll be getting the link on the Patreon. If you uh, are a member of the channel, you'll be getting, uh, I'll put it on the the your, the your members only feed. So you'll see it on the feed. I mean, if, you know, obviously if you're a member, you know that we do members only streams after every Wednesday, normal film junkie live. So I'm just going to put it, oh yeah, and obviously that's, I just put it on the members feed right there. So I'm going to 
post it right now. Hold on a sec. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. I actually did watch The Flash again last night. Oh, crap. And don't do that. Um, I actually did watch The Flash again last night. Um, Miss Nighthawk wanted to watch it. And then, of course, uh, and then, uh, sorry, I was just looking at something. And then she, she wanted to watch it again, but she loves it. Uh, Miss Nighthawk, Steph, she, she, that's her favorite movie of the year so far. So she loves The Flash. Uh, I think it gets better with each watch. It's the third time I've seen it now. And then uh, we wanted to show her neighbor, her neighbor, Scott, who sometimes has been in the uh, the chats during the vodka streams. And uh, he really liked it, too. He didn't he's he's no I guess he's known for falling asleep during movies. He didn't fall asleep. So that's a good sign, I guess. Dream link. So there we go. Here you go. So we got that. All right. So. Now I got that. Now I got that song in my head. Now I got that song in my head. Okay. And then I'm going to post it for the members. Let's see. Create posts. Oh, come on. Why, why aren't you working? Okay. I think it's working. It's still freaking hot, man. We had some rain here. We had a little, almost like a little monsoon. No thunder. We're hoping for thunder, but sadly, no thunder. So, sadly, no thunder or lightning. So, all members, all right. The link to the stream. That right there. All right. All members. Okay. So, we're posting right there. That's good. All right. Good. All right, we got some people backstage. Um, let's see. Okay, William, I know you're back there. Uh, William's in, is in an interesting spot. I I can't invite you in because your mic and cam are not connected. So if you're listening to this, but when it yeah okay, he just he just exited out, but. Yeah, I know William. William is at Comic Con, so and I know he said he wanted to show up and you know talk about some th Comic Con things. Which we got to remember that yeah, Comic Con happened this weekend. I mean, obviously there was no movie stuff that happened with Comic Con, but there's plenty of things to to talk about. And I was even talking with William about what was going on at Comic Con. But all right, let's start bringing some people in here. Mm -hmm. Let me display. There we go. What's going on, Phil? Yo. Yo, 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 yo. It's going. How you doing? Good? It's hot. I'm, man. I'm all right. How are you doing? Did you get any uh, rain? No. I know you're up north, so yeah, we got rain down here. Cloudy right yeah, now. No, maybe, no rain. Yeah, you might be, yeah, you might be getting some then because it was like yesterday when I was driving to Steph's house, I saw all the clouds and it was like, oh boy, maybe we might get a little monsoon weather, but we didn't get anything yesterday. And then this morning when we woke up, all of a sudden, yeah, it started raining here. It's just something about rain in the summer that's so much better than rain during the winter. In the winter, you're just like, eh, it's cold. It's like, ugh. you get wet. You're like, ah, that makes it worse. Summer rain? I, I like summer rain. Yeah, me too. I remember like I when I was in middle school, it rained really hard one summer, but since it was summer it, the water wasn't even like cold right, right? like it, it was just warm yeah. humid even it was it was great yeah it's got a certain scent to it also. yeah absolutely pretty cool, pretty cool. Absolutely. and then we got mr eric right here what is happening 
How you doing? How you doing, man? I Good. hate summer rain. I hate summer rain, especially when the sun is out during the rain because it's incredibly humid. And especially, well, probably because you're in California, Dave, and you're up north, Bill, but I'm in Florida. So, yeah, uh, summer rain. Yeah, summer yeah. rain when the sun is out is hell on Earth. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, here's my droid sidekick, uh, R76. Oh God! Yep. And the drink of the and the drink of the week of the night is uh, because it's June. It that means it is peak peach milkshake season, Chick Fil A. It's July. Uh, <laughs> it's July. July. Yeah. but like I was coming, I was kind of re reflecting on the fact that usually it's just. July and August, it's peach milkshake season, but this year they extended it into June because it's it's a popular drink, right? I haven't Absolutely. had it yet. I haven't yeah. had it yet. I know you suggested it a while, uh, like last year. Yeah. I haven't had it yet. One of these well, days, maybe. Yeah. Well, just say this, Dave. If you if you ever have you ever used DoorDash? Yeah. All right. Well, I'd, well, I'd say like whenever, whenever you, uh, whenever you're up for, we don't have anything to eat, uh, anything at the moment to eat or whatever, any choice, whatever. Say, hey, you know what? I'll treat myself some Chick Fil A. Give me some peach milkshake. It's mm. great. It's funny. I had Chick Fil A last night, actually. <laughs> Delicious. Oh. I hadn't had it in a bit. I loved it. I love those spicy chicken sandwiches. All right, we got RJ showing up too. Hey, RJ. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Last yesterday was fun. Did the Barbenheimer double feature? Wasn't nice. expecting to. It came very last minute because I wasn't prepared at all. So when I was trying to buy tickets, it was horrific. Uh, all sure. the showings were pretty much sold out. So I'm lucky I even got to go at all yesterday. Uh, it was yeah. crazy. My Oppenheimer uh, screening in GPX at premium format sold out. Nice. Sold out completely. Right. I was like yeah. blown away. Crazy. Nice. Yeah, of course, of course we got the box office results, and yeah, they both did very well. I mean, especially an R-rated biopic about a bomb, three-hour. Yeah, man, talk, yeah. talk about 174 million. I'm like, yep, there you go. Yeah. In Nolan, we trust. Yeah, well, I, I didn't. I didn't have the Barbenheimer, the uh, the uh, Barbenheimer double feature, but like my sister and I earlier today saw Barbie. So, you did, did you see Oppenheimer also, or no? No, no. Well, um, um, there's a friend of mine. And I were planning on seeing it early, early this this next week. But um, yeah, he wasn't available on the weekend. But like, we're we're planning on doing it early this week. But still, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My sister treated me to Barbie, so it's like we uh, we checked it out. And like, uh, well, there you go. What'd you think of Barbie? Well, <clears throat> it's it's a lot. It's a lot more. I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised at how. Like it's a lot deeper than you would think with going to see a Barbie movie, but at the same time, because it's Barbie, uh, it's just I love just it, yeah, it embraces the whole camp of it, and as because of that, it's entertaining. But when it got to the issues, look, so many on my side of the aisle will overreact and go whoa, as you've pointed out. But it's like you know, I look at it, it's like it, it's much it, 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 the way it addresses these things are a lot is a lot more complex than people are letting on because it, it yeah yeah it critiques. It, it seems to critique patriarchy, but then it goes completely on the other end and critiques, you know, the whole like, you know, the whole like where like militant feminism could go to too, because the whole thing is like, because I don't know, I don't, how much can we spoil? I don't know how many people have seen Barbie to, or how many people I mean, are in. I mean, we don't have to like go like dive into it, but I mean, I mean, to me, it's like there's not even like much when it comes to spoilers. I mean, there's yeah. just I mean, we you kind of go in and you know 
well, I mean, you kind of know what you're in store for. Did you see it? No, I'm going to have to see both of them this, this week yeah. sometime. It's been sold oh, out and busy. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, I'll say that there, that there, there would, I would argue that there would be some spoils, spoilers regarding uh, Ryan Gosling's cat. I'm just saying that with his storyline, there's some spoils there. But, yeah. but other than that, it's like, like the motivations in this, like, it turned out to be like uh, the people like who are going for patriarchy. It turns out that, hey, you know, maybe there's like they have their side too. Well, they've been going, they've been going through unfair situation, unfair situation too, which is like this is more like the film is addressing this is a lot more complex than either, either side is like seems well, it seems open to. Well, I'll be yeah. curious too, because like for me at least, like everyone's like debating like what order you should see it if you do a double feature. Yeah. Mine worked out the only way where I saw Barbie first because it was earlier. They had way more showings earlier in the day, and then Oppenheimer I ended the night with. Yeah. I don't know if that was a smart choice though, because like the Probably ending not. of Oppenheimer has just like completely messed me up for, like the last like yeah. day. I've just been sitting here thinking about it. And I, I'm yeah. gonna go out on the limb and say this: it might be the best ending Nolan's ever done. And this yeah. is coming from someone who loves Inception and all, a bunch of other movies. But like the ending of this movie, you're just like, God damn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just sits with you for a while, you know. Yeah. It just boils down to like, what mood do you want to be in when you finally leave the theater? Do you want to be in a more positive, upbeat, kind of fun mood? Then you see Barbie second. But if you want to like leave the theater blown away i guess you would see oppenheimer second but uh with, see, i mean I, I, yeah i saw it i saw oppenheimer first and yeah but i didn't yeah. see it like back to back people yeah. i saw it back to back i was like yeah good on you but i saw you know thursday and then friday morning but uh i i think yeah if you because oppenheimer is pretty heavy and like you said it ends and it's just you're, you're walking out just kind of stunned yeah. you know and thinking mm -hmm. about it even on the way home, you're just like, geez, Christ. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Just the way that 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 it just, I mean, Nolan, just Nolan. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. he just Nolan's the shit out of it because he just plants the seed, right? You know, in the beginning, and then, and just the way that he does it, and the way that he tells different times, different moments simultaneously. Mm -hmm. the way yeah, the way the narrative flows in the movie is yes. really interesting. It's God, very it's interesting, so like the way it's not necessarily linear, which I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, I and the that. the color contrasting too in certain moments i really dug too but there's like yeah. so many actors in this movie like and there's like so many people i didn't even know was in here like i was i said this on twitter but it's funny because i think discussing film posted about like what supporting actor gave like the best performance and i'm like i'm not saying he's the best supporting actor in the movie but rami malik has like one dialogue scene he only speaks once in the movie and he nailed when he does it's the it's like so impactful like it's just like a so mic drop you could basically, I mean, when it comes to supporting nominations, it's going to be difficult because, I mean, obviously Robert Downey Jr. is like, you know, he's like the main he's supporting so nomination. Yeah, he's, he's so, so good, good in it. But then you can also have Matt Damon. You can have, um, I'm trying to, you could, Rami Malek, like I said, he has a great Alden scene. Alden Ehrenreich's in here, yeah. too. He's really good, yeah. too. Oh, and I, saw, if, I, I heard our good that. friend Ray talk about the movie earlier, and I know there's an Army of the Dead connection as well. I'm not going to say who, but I'll say that. Oh, yeah, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I heard about that. that yeah, That's yeah, really Thaddeus, cool. Yeah, Matthias. Matthias. Matthias Schweighoffer. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I say Thaddeus. Yeah. Is that it? No, I don't know why I even said that. Anyways, but uh, we got William. He's there. Hey. Hey, buddy. What's up? How you doing? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. You're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in. This, listen, streaming from anywhere but your office or your house sucks. Wow. Are you not wiped out yet? 
I'd be like, I don't want to stream. I'm so tired. There's like, an energy I, there that he has, obviously. I am wiped out, and I'm going to go see Oppenheimer as soon as I leave the airport. We're literally going from the airport to the theater to see that. What? You're going to fall asleep? I'm not, I'm not going to have another opportunity to see it. So, um, And I'm not seeing Barbie ever, so that saves me some time there. So, oh, wow. Um, no, do you want to be part of the cultural phenomenon, William? You don't want to do the double feature? It's going to be no, like a right? historic thing. Ten years from now, you're told everyone, I saw Barbenheimer. Now, uh, Ryan Gosling got his one movie out of me, and that was Blade Runner 2049, and I that was my accident. So, no, I have no intentions. No, so, and to be honest with you, I'm not the biggest Nolan fan. This is probably the only movie I've ever anticipated actually being excited for Nolan. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not, I'm not knocking his you quality. You sound like me before Dunkirk. I know. I love, I love Dunkirk, but I was, I, it, it exceeded my expectations. Um, wow. I went into Dunkirk because we promoted yeah, see, Dunkirk. I, it exceeded I, I, my expectations. That so. movie for me is like his, the weakest for him. Like I, I just the, that the movie sound score. Hans never <laughs> saves that movie sound, sound score wise though, man. Yeah, you know, I'll give you that. But even still, like that's yeah. I give like a Nolan one I like take the least. real quick. Yeah, oh, I actually really love Tenet. People really Dude, hate that movie, but I really like okay, it. That, okay, my Nolan movies outside of the Dark Knight franchise go Interstellar, Tenet, and then the Dark Knight franchise. <laughs> Well, that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, to, I believe I've seen all the Nolan, all of Nolan's films. Um, I'll tell you, I, 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 except Oppenheimer, I've not seen Oppenheimer yet, but we tend to see it in a few days, as I said. Um, I recall, I've seen, I saw Interstellar twice in theaters, and both times, you know, the whole scene where uh, Matthew McConaughey is watching, you know, all the is watching his kids grow up with the videos, and he breaks down in tears both times. Like I was dripping in tears, so, so that time. Spoiler, so that's, spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah been well, out for it's been years. Years. I'm sure people have seen it, but still, like that was pretty high. But still, like yeah, I love all sort of like Tenet, uh, like obviously the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, wait, no, I think of that. I haven't seen Dunkirk yet. Oddly enough, I have I Dunkirk. But have you seen the following? Have you seen the following? Yeah, I saw following. I've seen uh, Insomnia, um, the Prestige, uh, Mementos yeah, Two. Yeah, what is it? Um, and um, oh, Insomnia. Was it Insomnia? Yeah, I saw, I saw Insomnia Inception. and um, Inception. Yeah, that's the other. Yeah, the other. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I gotta admit, though, like you can call this my hot take. Uh, Inception. If I were to rank them, Inception might be like one of the lowest, like least great for me. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but it's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's very bizarre and, and out there, but it's like, okay. See, I don't like Noel enough to even rank his movies. Um, I don't hate him though. I don't hate him though. See, it's 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 not like I hate. You hate him. Ryan Gosling. No, no, no. He listen. I just I don't. He doesn't capture me like like a Michael Mann or somebody like that does, or really Scott. And it, I think kind of rubbed me the wrong way with, with cuz I think the Dark Knight trilogy is overrated. I think if oh, you take kick him off, hold on, please. Kick if him you take Heath, you take Heath Ledger's thing. legendary performance out of that trilogy, it's a good series, but it's not in the Paul Bunyan and Babe the Ox uh, level that people put it on. Because to be honest with yes, you, Matt, Matt Reeves <laughs> does a better job at what Nolan tries to do just in one movie. Oh. So, to me it looks like I, 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 I feel like I, Matt Reese is trying to be more comic booky but yeah, still I, I, it. I understand he's just, more, he's just more efficient he's just he just does a better job at what Nolan was attempting to do he incorporates uh, everything 
I like I said, Paul, no, the, the Nolan thing has become a legend. Like it's like Michael Jordan. Everybody who watched Michael Jordan play, or you know, is, thinks that Michael Jordan is the greatest. And then there's people who were born that never even saw him. That's going to think Kobe or LeBron, things like that. I think he's become this, you know, yeah. outsized legend. He's not a bad director. Don't get me wrong. I just think he's horribly <laughs> overrated when it. No, when we it comes we to we think he's a fantastic director, William. That's the thing. <laughs> no, he's not a bad director. Well, no, that's no, my that's my other Nolan hot take to you. <laughs> I yeah. really like The Dark Knight Rises. It's the weakest of the trilogy. Wow. I really is. love that movie. I, I don't hate it. I just, I have my gripes. It doesn't, it doesn't work as well as the first two for sure. And I even go back and forth on, on Batman Begins and Dark Knight as which one I think is like yeah. the best one because sometimes I feel like Batman Begins is the better one. And then sometimes I'm just like, I watch The Dark Knight. I'm going, this fucking thing yeah. is. I, mean, I, I, can't, I can't defend the Talia death scene though. That is yeah, bad. That is bad. That's bad. Yes. But outside Her of that, entire character is a waste of time in that. Her entire character and that actress is excellent. The entire character of her is, is a waste of time in that movie. Yeah, I'll say this: like for me, the big point of Dark Knight Rises, of course, is Anne Hathaway's uh, Catwoman. I mean, she just sold that role beautifully. She was great. And did I need a did I need a two and a half hour movie though to get this? Like Ledger, when I watch the Dark Knight now, I, I watch Ledger scenes. I'm not going through that movie again. Wow. I just went through he, that he was, movie. Like I, I literally I just had a commentary through that. I love I love you. I love, I love you know here's a two face. I love yeah. Uh, well, Aaron, yeah, uh, outside of Heath Aaron Ledger, Eckhart I think Aaron Eckhart's probably like the best part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's it's if you, you sure you could say take away Heath Ledger, but I think that's also there's a lot still there. Like Killian Murphy as the Scarecrow, Liam Neeson as Rachel Ghoul, also Henry Ducard. That was a really great twist. Well, but I mean, take, really but hold on. People, when people say take, like, "Oh yeah, you take away like Heath Ledger's performance," what do you? I mean, but but it's like that's the thing though. It's like the whole. Yeah, I get it. Like he a like drives the whole thing, but that's why. Like the, the movie was made mainly because it, like the the main the star the the character that's gonna bring people to it was the Joker. Joker. So when people yeah. like do this whole thing like and they say like, "Yeah, you remove Heath Ledger's Joker, then what do you got?" It's like, well. No, he's not true, though, because if you look at it, if you look at it, Heath Ledger's Joker makes you look at the entire series in a different way. He's carrying three movies. One of Two of them he's not even in, because the movies that followed that wasn't a very good movie. But a lot of people on the momentum of Heath Ledger's performance went and saw The Dark Knight Rises. Well, I think yeah, it's debatable. Like, it's I think people went and saw The Dark Knight Rises for a multitude of different reasons. I don't think they went specifically because of Heath nah, Ledger's performance. I mean, with that many film. people, with that many people, though, would, would that many people have yeah. seen The Dark Knight or he The Dark Knight Rises? He was already passed away, why, and he's not even like in the movie. I mean, that I momentum think if, still carries. So. I don't think so. But, yeah, I, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Yeah, I, really, I, statistically, it's true though. I don't think it carried well, it. I think it helped, yeah. but I don't think it carried it completely. Yeah, well, yeah. For me, it's just again, it's not just Heath Ledger's Joker. It's also Aaron Eckert's um, the Harvey Dent. Well, like for me, that very that's, that's a movie. That's, that's a sidecar performance compared to Heath Ledger's uh, impact on that oh, movie. Oh no, 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 I don't think so. When you think of the Dark Knight, what do you think of? I, I think of Heath Ledger. Okay. I think, think of the, of long the whole Halloween. fucking story. I think of the okay. long Halloween. Well, the but thing is of? that Aaron Eckhart's okay. Two-Face is the catalyst I... for the story. He's like the main driving point, if you think about it, because it's about him. It's about what Joker does For nerds him. like us, maybe, but the, the general audience no, made I up mean, the bulk the, of that. No, I mean, the core story is about like what Joker tries to prove by like enacting his chaos into uh, Harvey Dent, because he's the symbol of pure goodness and awfulness. That's the whole like point I said, of the character. 
I'm not knocking though. I just think he's overrated. I just <laughs> okay, think he's overrated. Right. I'm going to go pay to see a Nolan movie because this Look, is the one I've actually I'll, anticipated. I'll, I'll one-up you right now. I think James Cameron's overrated. Uh, I do. I agree. Uh, I agree 100%. Oh, well, I, agree 100%. I, I don't get the one-up 100% disagree with both of you on that. <laughs> I, think the word, I think the word overrated is overrated. I know. I, I hate it when people say <laughs> overrated. There you go. Because I'm yeah. like, James Cameron literally like changed cinema throughout the decades. That's why I'm I like, don't disagree. Yeah, whatsoever. I, I, I suspect a lot of the people who are like, do not, who are like, you know, kind of putting down uh, James Cameron, it's either due to like, they, they, they may argue, and understandably so, that Avatar is overrated, understandably, or they may have a disdain for uh, Titanic because of all, like, you know, how Titanic is. Most people remember, ti remember Titanic as being, you know, sappy, you know, it's like, as a young, you know, Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet and so on with uh, with uh, what's it with a Celine Dion song and yada yada yada. But I don't know. That movie really is out, fucking boring. He sold out. He <laughs> that sold movie out is just fucking a, a boring. Top, man. I'm he sorry, but there 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 is just nothing appealing to me about Maybe. Titanic. I just think it is one of the most boring films he's ever made. I don't like, he goes, he sold out. But anyways, Harry. I I just think I just think you know when it comes to James Cameron, like he peaked way back when. Terminator 2 is still one of the greatest sci-fi action films ever made. 100%. And I don't think he's ever topped himself after that. Like, I, to me, like, T2 is, like, the, the best film he ever made. Well, you have Aliens, which is legendary, but to you me... You see, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think Aliens is actually one of the weaker films in the Alien franchise. Oh, oh Alien 3. Alien 3 with the cardboard. No, I would rather alien. watch that, that the director's cut of Alien 3 over Alien. Oh, wow, day the dude. Oh, 100%. Man, we got some takes tonight. This is all, all day hot every day. Here's, here's my top three Alien cool. films. Alien, Prometheus, Alien 3. There we go. Ah, okay. Wow. Prome okay. Prometheus is great. I hope we get the yeah, finishing of that storyline. But Alien I 3, I would rather... I'd rather drink out of the toilet than watch Alien 3 that's, again. That's that's right. Right. I still felt so bad because when Alien Covenant came out, I was super excited to go see it. I oh, saw man. it opening day. RJ. It was a premium large yep. format, Alien yep. Covenant. Yep. It wasn't a not, bad movie. It was it just me in the theater all by myself with no, me and it's my not, party it, of guests. That was it. The I was is, like, a bad continuation of okay. So, RJ, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I was trying to cut you off. But like the thing is about Alien Covenant is like it's a good Ridley Scott movie. It's not a great Alien movie. Good you know what? Really I think it's because I think it was good uh, to me. It just seems like because the reaction to Prometheus and people in the studio was like, "Hey, this wasn't alien enough." So then right. he, it it changed to, "All right, we have to have it where it's like more alien than what you wanted to do." Because Prometheus, let's face it, it's not really an alien until like the very end when you kind of yep. see the xenomorph show up. Then it, but but the thing is, you it see had the so much birth of like the face hugger and yeah, where so the, the the um oh man, what is that last one? The the big the first the first xenomorph, the octopus looking thing. No, that's 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 the first face hugger. But the 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 oh man, what there's a there's a there's a word for that first xenomorph. Uh, like I can't it's, remember. Starts with like a D or something, but it's like it's the well, first born. Well, I was just annoyed xenomorph. with Covenant how they just like. It seemed like um, Ridley Scott had to like rush through some of the David stuff, where like David drops, like he wipes out yeah. the civilization. I'm like that could have been a whole movie. Yeah, it's just like it's just like, like we're throwing away that potential. Of, like okay, we're killing all these people off just to make it just like, about this one. Could movie. you imagine a whole movie where David just goes into a straight mad fit after Numi Rapis just completely rebuilds his body and then he turns on her at the end of the movie, yeah, and then okay. he bombs that civilization? Like that would have been awesome. But I'm not. 
like Prometheus, and I do agree, like it takes it takes a bit before you you start to realize that yes, Prometheus is a prequel to Alien, but it's like I got to kick out of the fact that for much of the movie, you're wondering, okay, how does this lead into Alien? And then at the very end of the movie, you realize, oh, this is the planet where where the here where the crew of the first Alien show up. This is one of the distress signal. Okay. Actually, that wasn't. I don't believe that wasn't. I think that was. It wasn't. Ship. Yeah, but what, what was it? The first you planet was LV four two nine. The planet in Alien is Alien is LV four two six. The yeah. big the big thing is that was the ship, not the planet. It's the yeah, same it's the ship. ship. Well, here's the that's thing cool. that's supposed to happen. He's going to probably explain this: is that there are multiples of those ships that were sent well, out. There's two projects happening. There's there's a series happening on on Hulu, I believe, and then there's a yeah. movie that's also happening from Fidei. Fidei, Fidei, what's his I'm name? I'm so scared about the show. I'm a little bit scared about both of them. Because Isn't that Noah Howley's show? Isn't Noah Howley doing yes. that? Yes. Well, the issue I'm though is that they are both going to be filming during the strikes, just with non-SAG Ooh. actors, which I'm like, yeah. that is a horrible idea. Do not. Do are that. they really I doing that? I didn't. Yes, know both. That. Yeah, wow. this got reported. I think. I think the movie's done, but the show is moving ahead with filming without SAG actors. Like they're gonna I be think shooting. the show's going to get postponed. The, the show's going to get postponed. Yeah, because I, I remember the movie finishing filming like right before yeah. actors yeah. were on strike. Yeah, because that was a big deal when the, when the strikes got reported. They said that this alien show, they're just going to film without SAG actors. Yeah. Last of the Dragon Season 2, I think, did start filming, but the last I heard was that Matt Smith is a SAG <laughs> actor and he refuses to film. He refuses to work. He's like, nope, but see, striking. So which is fine with me. that either. Well, no, it's easy because they can film his scenes later. They do that a lot in yeah. Game of Thrones anyway. They film out of sequence, so hmm. they can film everybody Makes else. So they'll he'll be he'll be fine. But here's the thing, though: this strike is is. is I, we were talking about it all all day here because it's a big. It was big yeah, comic. They had panels. They had panels. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to get for, since you were you're at comic. You were at Comic Con. I wanted to get like some of your input when it came to a lot of the discussions and what you saw there. So go ahead. Four's yours. Um, <laughs> well, as far as the um, a lot of the strike stuff came up. A lot of people were. It's it's probably gonna last six to six to nine months. Is what everybody that I, we we bumped into. We were talking was six to nine months because even even though you don't have actors here, you still have industry. You still have like Paramount is here. Um, Fox is here, Hulu yep. is here, and they are talking to people, and they people are asking the questions, and and they're thinking yeah. six to nine. Um, the goals, the problem with uh, trying to compare to any of the strike is the goals here are precedence, precedence as far as as far as anything that's decided here is going to be like almost like a legally binding thing uh, mm-hmm. going forward as far as agreement and collective bargaining. The mm-hmm. biggest problem is you got to worry about Netflix because even though you, you, it's really easy to vilify the rest of the studios, if Netflix gives up too much in concessions, they literally could cease to exist, and that's not hyperbole because well, of that's the, been the rest word of the, the studio that Netflix was the one yeah. holding out the most. But I wanted to ask just yeah. real quick too: when you say six to nine months, is that just for the actors, or is that for both strikes? From this point on, from this from this point on, point on. Okay, that's that's the average from SAG and WGA. Yeah, yeah, because they right. they'll probably reach an agreement together. Oh, you, know, okay. you, know, you bring up a good point about how how if Netflix agrees to too, agrees to too much they'll fail, which is very it's very good point because I, I can't tell you like you know you, you see like on social media as a rule like people on mass are like gung ho for the Writers Guild or the Screen Actors Guild. It's like oh. And, and if someone points out, hey, you know, we're not getting any content. Oh well, don't you care about how these people are being compensated? Well, 
that there, it's not just that side. If if this goes on for too long, then things collapse. And if they cut and they and they give too much compensation, then things collapse. What needs to happen is Netflix is 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 part of the organization that is you know obviously a producer. But the problem with them is they don't have a backing revenue source like everyone yeah. else does. Not Paramount like Amazon does, Warner and, Brothers and does, all, Amazon yeah, does, yeah. Hulu does. So they can take the hit. Zaslav and all those guys can give concessions and then go somewhere else, uh, go to another well to make up for it. Netflix can't. They don't even have that many theatrical release, and they don't even have that as part of their business plan because that's not what you subscribe to Netflix for. But, the, but they're starting to do that, right? Didn't uh, Tyrone Gets Cloned, didn't that get a limited release? Yeah, but... No, no, but because uh, we promoted that, the, the mass yeah. amount of revenue you would have to take to absorb per- percentages and things like that is that's that's your main issue right now. And they are out here talking about that. Like I said, when you go to Hall H, this is my first. I mean, I've been coming to off and on to these cons since 1989. 89 was my first year. And um, I stopped coming because of all the Hall H nonsense. I, I avoided Comic Con. This was I made a conscious effort to get there this year. Once I once the WGA went on strike, and uh, I knew that the writers were going to go after that. And then I, you know, we got with Troma to see if they would sponsor the trip. They did. And you go to Hall H. Like I said, I went to the Star Trek um, panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the first one. That's that was the first. It was something called um, Ghost Bruin. That was actually the very first one on um, on Saturday. It was, a, it was a cartoon with Rosaria Darson in it. So um, that was the first one. But you, it, it filled up. The panel filled up to all six, five, six thousand people. But you didn't have nobody was sleeping out there everywhere. Nobody was. Nobody was. You know, you just walk right in. They guided you in. You sat down. You know, I got pictures and video I, I put up on on our pages. Um, but it wasn't a lesser convention, though. You yeah, you said it was that. like popping. It was popping like more than than usual, and it, and that's what's kind of cool about the fact that it's like even though there's not a movie element there, like the normal stuff, I'm glad that it's like it's about the comic books. It's about like this other. It's about like these writers of all this and all this other stuff too. I like the fact that it it was about that. I mean, yeah, obviously we want the whole age stuff. We want we want uh, the big presentations and whatever the hell. But I do like that it's you know it's kind of almost back to the roots a little bit yeah personally i hope it, i know this is i know this is not going to happen it'll be back as soon as the strike is over oh, to be honest okay. with you I, I hope it never i never come it never uh comes back and here's the reason why here's the reason why because when they first started all this you're talking about it it started in 2008 and then with twilight in 2011 2012 it kind of exploded you've had internet advances and, and, and youtube and everything else that makes it not necessary to have that and even a star trek panel the Star Trek panel, they released everything that they, they they sold us, they told us about in that panel. An hour later, the episode that we previewed was available on Paramount Plus, and now all the trailers were. And that's to me, that's the way it should be because it's the masses that's going to make you your money and keep your thing alive. It's showing wow. something to me in a, in a hall of 6,000 people and hoping my word of mouth spreads, that, spreads it out to people, that's kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. You want everyone to see it as soon as possible. Well, I think the vendors this year benefited too because more oh, yeah. people were walking around the show floor just buying stuff, which helped out too. Like kind of just well, that yeah. kind of got uh, populated What's, again. Well, here's the thing though, and and, and it's a very expensive. Some of these companies might cut the expense, especially if they have their own in-house things like the D23s and everything else. They're already spending money there, and it's really expensive to get these things going. And like I said, this is a 2012 mentality to to put all this you know put all this on a convention in a hall with six thousand people even if you have a bunch of people promoting i push this button and broadcasting on youtube there's no amount that that uh, that comic con can amount to everybody can look at their phone bam there it is 
There's nothing yeah. you can't get out right now via YouTube. So I think that the concept, and I think they may learn this. I don't know what it will hold six, nine months from now, but I think that, you know, they may, this may change the game for a while. Who knows? Hopefully it does because there was tons of people, dude. There was, there was no, there was no, there was this much space in between all of us. And if I weren't 6'2", 250, I would be getting knocked over instead of doing the knocking over. I, I don't know how many people's shots I screwed up. I mean, there's a, but sorry for everybody who went to con who was trying to take pictures with my big head cutting across. I had to get by all the strollers I tripped over, uh, people I kicked out of the way. Um, you just had to have a linebacker mentality because it was a, even on Sunday, which is usually the dead getaway day. No, yeah, no, it was packed and it was a lot of there were things I didn't ever even heard of that had lines, everything had a line. Some mm. things I, 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 I did never even heard of in my life had a line, and it was it was cool. You had independent artists, artist alley was a lot bigger. Um, it was all compressed. Okay. It was all compressed. When you go upstairs, there's all the ballrooms and everything else, and a lot of that stuff. The, the, the costume contest was wild because that was that was upstairs. But other than that, it was a. I I I didn't think it uh missed missed any of that. I think um, like I said, depending on how long this strike goes, and the fact that of these companies are going to have to develop other means, you know, of putting this news out. You may not see an environment like you, you saw prior to this. Again, you know, it's yeah. just a guess. It is going to be interesting to see, well, like you know, moving forward, you know, next year. I mean, obviously, yeah. like you said, it's not, it's not going to happen. There, definitely, there's going to be a presence hall H. I mean, if everything, you know, resolves and things are are good. Oh, we just looks like we lost some William. Oh. I mean, he, he is at the yeah. airport. But I mean, like, but for sure, there, there's going to be a return to the hall H. I mean, obviously, when it comes oh yeah, to for sure. DC. Well, I mean. Yeah, and hopefully James Gunn has something planned like next year. But yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say for me at least, it seemed like this Comic Con weekend was really heavily carried by video games animation because yeah. just based yeah. on what I saw, like the three biggest things there was Spider Man Two, that panel and that whole thing, the Mortal Kombat One stuff, and then Invincible. Because yeah, uh Invincible, Invincible really that whole thing really blew up too. So yeah. I got adaptations. So Sonic and Urson Watchmen yeah. got animated adaptation announcements. Oh too. yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. I got asked then the um, so the writers of uh, for uh, video game the video game sc um, script writers and the uh, and uh, comic book script writers uh, they're not in the uh, in the SAG are they? Comic book writers no. Yeah, com yeah. Not, I would imagine the, the case only like a fair few, probably like maybe, maybe yeah. Tom King. But the the difference is. Like, so, I mean, Tom King's part of that brain trust for the DCU, but the thing, the difference yeah. is, is if, he, if he's there promoting a comic book, then that's just it. He's promoting his comic book. He's not promoting yeah. a big budget presentation, so he doesn't have yeah. anything to talk about or I mean, promote. The, the, the stipulations when it comes to all that, I mean, because I even saw like a video today and some people were like putting some backlash on Greta. Uh, what's her name? I always Greta, Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. I don't know why yeah. I always want to say Thumberg, you know, how dare you? That's why I don't yeah. want to <laughs> <I think that laughs> <immediately laughs> say Greta. But uh, apparently she showed up to one of the screenings and people were like, whoa, she's going against the rules and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is she really, though? Because, I mean, she is yeah. the director and the directors can still. Right. Yeah. I think the issue, though, yeah. for some, based on what I saw, is that she is promoting it as a director only yeah. technically but yeah. she's also the screenwriter yes exactly husband. and that was like a conversation too i remember i think it was aaron bailey who was even saying like he did, he wasn't sure if like if there was going to be like a rebel moon trailer that showed up and maybe zach can't push it because he was a writer on that but i'm like well and then there was a discussion about christopher nolan if he was like because he was 
promoting obviously Oppenheimer as a director. And then people were like, well, yeah, he didn't write it. And like, well, now yeah, he did. He does have a writing he cred. So he is, yeah. he wrote That's it, funny. he helped write the screen. So yeah, it's okay. all weird. It's all very strange. Yeah. And, for, and for the video game, since like video games, like obviously have scripts and they also have voice actors. So I'm just wondering like, do the writers guild and the screen actors guild, do they apply to those or? Sometimes, yeah. I think during the Spider-Man 2 panel, before it even got started, Yuri Lowenthal, who voices Spider-Man, was basically like, we're here promoting this game, but we may not be able to in the future because like, voice actors may be going on strike very soon as well. So, yeah. But they did like make it a big thing, being like, yeah, we stand in solidarity with both of the unions. We don't know if we're going to be able to promote this game after this, but we're here to do it today. So, Yes, yeah, some of them have pre-existing... Even beyond the strike, like the uh, the one for Barbie, not only did she get she actually got permission, but she also had a pre-existing, and they allowed you to do if you had things pre-existing, because you're not just affecting the big studios, you're affecting a lot of things, a lot of jobs around that when you don't show up for your promotion. Uh, so I think a lot of that was uh, um, earmarked in. But yeah, strike was a big topic. Uh, the Spider-Man thing was kind of cool. I got pictures of that. Marvel had an entire bridge-like thing where they had their store. And oh, yeah, they, they always had, had that. Their, their booth's always awesome. Yeah. Um, the DC one was yeah. good. I mean, the Star Trek had the best one, in my opinion, but I'm biased. I'm heavily biased, but uh, they, <laughs> really, they, they really went all out for theirs. Uh, of course. Well, that's what was so funny to me, because like, you didn't have like traditional like Hall H with like, Warner Brothers or Marvel Studios coming, but like, like I said uh, before you uh, got disconnected, William, it's like, I feel like the video game stuff and the animation really took a spotlight this year. Cause like the Spider Man 2 panel, that was huge. The Mortal yeah, Kombat were, one, that was huge as well. And then Invincible, I think, stole the show too. Yeah. And because of the way those jackasses presented, them being huge, dude, you want to see just things stop where they were at, where they did their presentations. Like I said, their major presentations were not in a hall. Their major yeah. presentations were right in the middle of the damn floor. Yeah, it, because like, I remember seeing pictures, and I'm like, wow. I mean, there is no – I mean, it, it didn't seem like it was big at all when it came to some of these panels. I, yeah. I, I, I was going to the Spider-Man one because you could, you didn't have to actually get in there, their little enclosed area, and some guy cosplays as, as Yoda. Dude, you're six foot tall. You almost put my eye out. I was like yeah. – some of these cosplays are dangerous, man. I had to like. Oh, I saw, did you see that? Did you see uh, what's his name? Um, Wilson Fisk. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Kingpin dude. Yeah. Dude, I dude, dude like, like, I mean, nice. how do you even walk around in that? And then, I mean, and then especially in the heat, because I'm sure it was like, I mean, yeah. yeah. We Jesus did not Christ. see him inside. I talked to yeah. him and everything. I, I got an interview with him. Um, oh, I did talk, you? Nice. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't. Um, you couldn't get. I didn't see him inside at all. When I when I took oh, that yeah. picture, There's you no saw way him. He could. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't get to the door unless you dismantled all that stuff. And then mm -hmm. there was a and then shark. I saw a Thanos too. That was like freaking awesome as well. And I mean, and that that oh, was yeah, like yeah, pretty yeah, that huge too. And I was like, bunch, yeah. Jesus Christ! I just can't imagine yeah. like he was probably burning up in there. I mean, obviously, dude, it was hot. It's oh, it's not as bad as Vegas right now, though, right? Willie? No, and I'm going back to that incinerator <laughs> right now. It's one. It was 71 <laughs> degrees in, here in San Diego. It's now 111 in Vegas. So. Yeah. It was 71 degrees there, but it was humid, huh? It was a little humid. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Still not, yeah. still not across Florida, just saying. Oh, yeah, probably not. Nah, nah, and I just realized I don't like traveling. Yeah. It took all those years. <laughs> well, actually, army. I was going to say, because like William's here, I, I have to ask him this. DC uh -oh. did announce their two animated movies, and one of them is Crisis on Infinite Earths. I know you've got to love that, because you love that story. I, I didn't hate you. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get too. Uh, I didn't get too close to that because we're there. Their booth is. They put their booth in an awful area. I don't know why. 
their booth is all the way on the other side where the Funko thing is. What's Funko was just unless you were getting a Funko and getting fleeced by those guys, you really didn't have any any reason to go to that corner. But yeah, their booth was in a bad area. I got to it a couple of times, but um, I didn't get I didn't see any other announcements. So I got their announcements secondhand. But anything to do with Crisis on Infinite Earth to me, like I said, I. I automatically I saw, subliminally ignore it. So yeah, I just saw people say like that's a little too soon for this new animated, you know, universe. I feel, I feel like they're just like nuking the Tomorrowverse already. Yeah, I, that's the impression I got because mm. when they first okay. announced it and they were first releasing it, if you notice when you buy the Blu-rays, they have like the little logo on the spine. It was yeah. meant to go on long enough to spell out DC Universe, and now I'm like, we're already going to Crisis. Like we're not even at like the I yet in the well, planning for it. So I'm well, like, you look at are you talking about Legends of Tomorrow stuff like that, or or no, 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 no. Okay. Like we're talking about the animated like movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I, the, I the new, the, they are the Tomorrow universe, universe that they've because they're yeah. doing the Crisis on Infinite Earths, and the next one is going to be a full-on animated adaptation of Watchmen to be just like the comic. Wow, wow. see that that's gonna that oh, sounds wow. good if it, if it's exactly. You know, I'm sure Alan but... Moore loves it, right? Alan, no, probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, because remember, the one time he ever formally approved of an adaptation of one of his things was for the the Just League animated series. It was for uh, the for the man who ha who has everything. Was it really okay? I always thought he was against yeah. everything that was. No, that yeah, no, Eric's right. That, that one episode, that one episode when it came that. out, he actually that was like I think that's the only time he's ever been positive about anything. He's like, oh yeah, they did a great job at adapting that story. I did good job, guys. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't I really on yeah. all three of the big three. Yeah, and that's why yeah. his name is in the credits because, like, as a rule, he doesn't approve his name is not in the credits. Yeah, that, that guy is Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's consistent because, like I said, he's um, some of some of his adapt adaptations of his work have come on some of be some of the best stuff out there, and it's sad that he can't enjoy it. I mean, Dave Gibbons can, but you know, he just yeah. has an issue, so that's fine. I, I pretty much ignore uh, Alan Moore's existence beyond his work because if you start. <laughs> You know, thinking about the actual person and his He's like the very definition yeah. of like a comic book elitist. He keeps everything a, in a bit, comic yeah. book. Well, I was yeah. just thinking too. Uh, was Netflix at the event? Because I know Netflix. Was I did not see them. stuff. Okay, because Netflix dropped that them. One Piece trailer. I don't think that was because of Comic Con. I think it was because probably of not. Well, that's the thing. Is like, but you want to release? I mean, I we were all thinking that maybe there was going to be a Rebel Moon something released but it seemed i don't know who know who knows when we're gonna get that full first trailer but then of course we had the the marvels trailer that showed up what thursday night or something and yeah. obviously that was probably going to be released during right Comic -Con. um i don't know how you guys felt about the trailer better than the first one but it's better than the, the first same. trailer but i'm like all right i'm gonna still watch it but i'm just kind of i'm watching whatever. it because i'm a fan but like the yeah. trailer was like medium to me I, yeah. the first trailer was better because a lot of this trailer really? was like more okay. of the same to me because i'm just like okay. i'm just like because i'm like they ended the second trailer with the joke about goose eating the people i'm like but that yeah. was like the main joke in the first trailer it's like that's right. not a new thing you know yeah. so i'm like if, no i hate that cat if they have any surprises for this one they're doing a damn good job of keeping it but at the same time I don't know. I, I think it's going to be stronger than the first one simply because Nia DaCosta is behind the director's chair this time. Yes. So. And, and then they have the other two. And I and I really right. like Miss Marvel. I really like right. Miss Marvel. And I like Kamala. I like the character. And I was like, and I like the actress. So I'm like, okay. 
I, I, yeah. uh, I'm watching it mainly for her because I thought I, part of me wonders oof. if the trailer is the way it is. And it's cut the way it is because they kind of just release it out of like obligation because mm. I'm getting a sneaking suspicion that they're going to push back a lot of movies set for the fall because of the strikes. Oh, yeah. Expect that to happen. Like, I don't even know if the Marvel's going to come out in November. I, I don't see either. They don't. They didn't either. No one knew either. A lot of the stuff. Um, you get the inclination that a lot of stuff is going to be pushed back simple because they don't want to put it out there without some type of uh, promotion. promotion mm-hmm. No yep. type of TV show. Did you, hear, did you guys on, hear so. what they're doing with, with Invincible Season 2? No. So they announced during the panel, it's kind of got people weren't really focused. Because if you notice, they dropped the Adam Eve special episode, which yeah. everyone talked about majority wise. Right. But what they said was is that what they're doing is, is uh, November 4th. They're dropping the first half of the season, which is only four episodes. Yeah. Then they said we're taking oh. a break until early. Oops, sorry, I might have been breaking up for a second. Sorry. No, so okay. they're dropping the first four episodes, November third. Then they're taking a break until sometime in early 2024, and the rest of the season comes out. Wow. And Variety or the Hollywood Reporter put out an article basically saying it wasn't confirmed, but they were saying that it might be because of the strikes because they want to have the content drip out a little bit slower. Ah. So that's a shame. You, gotta make, you gotta maintain so that's that why they're doing split seasons of all at once, just because of that. Just so that, that we can have more content for next year. That's ridiculous. That makes sense. Yeah, 2024 is gonna be an interesting year because yeah. with all this that's happening and, and the fact that they're yeah. saying that it might be six to nine it, months and they can't really yeah. do anything. So it's like what do you you know you gotta you gotta fill up a year. Yeah. That's gonna be yeah, it's gonna I be mean, that's, that's actually like, pretty smart. Is Captain America gonna come out on time next year? Is anything gonna okay. come out? So um, if, if any of the projects are going to come out next year, worst case scenario, the Marvels might get pushed back into early 2024. If the strike lasts at most nine months, that would lead into March 2024. At this point, Captain America 4 is the only Marvel project that, as far as I know, is the only one that they have actually finished principal photography. Yeah. If they're going to do anything else, it would be in a reshoot. But even then, you can't do anything like that until the strikes end anyway. So... They could theoretically, if they wanted to, put out mm. Captain America without any reshoots. They feel like they don't need any, but still, knowing Marvel Studios, they reshoot everything, and it's they budget for that. Yeah, they budget for it every single yeah. time. So, Captain America could come out next year, but if it does, it's going to take either the August or December slot of 2024. That's my guess. Mm. And I don't even um, think Thunderbolts has started filming. Nope. either. no. Thunderbolts was Ooh. Thunderbolts was filming, and then the strike. The writer strike happened, and then and don't quote me that that six to nine month period. That's a speculation, a composite of what yeah, yeah. you heard people. Right. I heard, I heard, I've, I've heard similar things though. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it could. Oh, but yeah. the, one of the things I like the DC stuff. Um, I remember when they first announced Poor James Gunn's whole. Yeah, the whole. Well, no, even James <laughs> Gunn stuff. When they first announced James Gunn stuff, even without the strike. I didn't think 2025 was realistic at all. I think that was a projection, Dave, because even with your natural reproduction and things like, you know, post-production stuff, things that inherently happen in making a movie, you're, those things happen even without a strike. But even now, I think 2026 um, is more realistic for uh, for Superman Legacy. I, mean, I, I would not bet on 2025 I hate, at all. I, well, I, I hate that I have to agree with William, but I do. Yeah. I, But you know what, though? And I said this, I think, in William's chat when he's streaming it might be a blessing in disguise to have an extra year off between the old stuff and the reboot just to give yourself more time, potentially. Yeah, I get that. I get that. 
but it's all but what i'm tired of these studios doing is showing the timeline showing these dates because yeah, they never yeah. stick they never they fuck never. it when when name one of these movies that has ever stuck to its first released announced release date it never fucking yeah. happens so like stop doing it and i it's think well it's for the investors though Dave. yeah That's why i get they do that it. but i'm like put it i don't know it's just Sometimes they do like sometimes when you've seen like um like Kevin Feige, it'll just say like, Oh yeah, it's gonna show up in twenty twenty seven. Fantastic four or whatever the heck. They just say like the year like early or more Fantastic or, like, Four. That movie's occasionally so far. it does happen. Right. Like you when you, yeah. when I thought about it, I was like Wonder Woman, that one made made was announced for June, met it met its June release date. Did it actually do that? Okay. Because I, I, I was like so. always wondering like why do they I know Aquaman got pushed back? Um yeah. That, once or twice again, again. The, the flash <laughs> we've all seen how many times the flash Jeez, moved release dates originally supposed um, to come out if Aqu- i'm saying this real quick too if aquaman gets pushed back to next year i'm gonna be i don't even know what they're gonna do it cannot afford to move to next year it can't that movie cannot be sitting in the tank for that long. It just and, it, and, it, and it's funny too because probably gonna because now it doesn't have to go up against uh um avatar Right, wasn't like the, another Avatar movie supposed to come out, or what was supposed to come out against it this year? Was it an Avatar movie? WB's own Wonka movie. Wonka. They were opening against each other. Uh, a week which apart, is weird yeah. to me because I'm like, Warner Brothers, why are you opening up Aquaman and Wonka at the same time? Like, that's two big movies. The fact they released a teaser for Wonka and not Aquaman tells me they're probably going to move Aquaman and keep Wonka right where it's at. Well, the sad fact of the matter when it comes to Aquaman and all the fucking reshoots that it has to do, that I even saw like a, 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 it was either a headline or a tweet. It's like every scene has CGI. You're under fucking water or there's yeah. something in the so background. So when you have to reshoot it, that means more yeah. VFX work. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that movie is just, I feel sorry for James Wan. I feel sorry for uh, Jason Momoa um, for that because it's just such a fucking shit show. I don't feel sorry for Peter Safran, but yeah. I don't, I know. That's why I didn't, that's why I didn't bring up his name. That's why I didn't bring up his name, you know? Like, like, you know, I, I appreciate that they did the whole dual DC Studios thing where it's like, all right, you have one guy that's handling this side and then the creative side. And I'm glad that they got a director and a director that seems like he, you know, he's a, he's a nerd. He knows the material. I think, you know, was James Gunn my first choice? No, absolutely no. not. But um, but I, I appreciate what they did. But, yeah, I've, you know, Saffron. Gun, yeah, yeah. Not, Gun's great. Know. Yeah, Gun's great. It's just that Saffron was the guy who's been pushing for a reboot ever since the first Shazam. So, he and it'll be it'll be his ass on the line too in three years. So it's yeah, better yeah, work. Okay. You know, I remember good. after after you know, 2017, like Peter Safran made a like a real hard conscious effort to be out there and be in front of the press and try and spin this narrative about how oh DC is going to change. We're doing this with the Batman. We're but we're doing something different here with Aquaman and Shazam. And I'm just like, dude, just stop. You're not the guy. Yeah. yeah. And I remember at the time. He kept saying the word reboot, 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 reboot. I'm like, dude, do you realize you are causing a panic? Yeah. You're tossing a hand grenade. Like I said before, if 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 stupidity and lazy fucked, um, reboot would be the resulting <laughs> child. So that's exactly. What were they? I would say, look, I like James Gunn. And I was like, and I would say, hey, Gunn is the guy I would eagerly give a chance to. But what were they thinking of pointing? This guy who clearly has no, who has no zipper on his mouth, who cannot be bothered to pick his choice of words carefully. What were they thinking of pointing him as in the leadership? 
Well, that's just it. They're 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 partners. They've been producing and working partners for like the last what what twenty something. Forgive years. my ignorance, but I'm just confused. Like, is do we not like Peter Safran because of like the work he's done thus far, or something that he said recently? No. I'm just confused. Something he said in 2017. I, I wasn't aware of this. That's why I was asking. Yeah. yeah, it's just that ever since like around the time that that the first uh, Shazam came out, whenever he was in an interview, he kept saying reboot. We're going, we're rebooting, we're rebooting, we're rebooting, and everyone was panicking. Like, what? What are you talking about? And, yeah, well, and he he, he wasn't all he, he wasn't really good, keen on what Snyder was doing. Too. No, he was not. So he's one of those guys as well. So that's you know that's part of it. But uh, we got Brad, of course, joining right now. What's hey, going on, Brad? Hey, I can add that now. Now, uh, one thing I do want to kind of uh, preface is, uh, am I clear tonight? Can everybody uh, make yeah, me you're out? Good. Yes, you're really good. Okay. Yeah, you're very yeah, clear. Oh, uh, yeah, because William's been kind of – I've been kind of a, a regular lately on a William's uh, Saturday Night Streams, and he's kind of helped me out with some uh, some yeah, technical upgrades. Yeah, earphones. Yeah. Because yeah. so, yeah. I'm still yeah. pretty new to the whole live streaming game, so it's like I'm, I'm kind of you – know, and I, I'm just not – the, the guy to talk to you when it comes to technology. So he's, ah, he's exactly. definitely going to help me out with this, but I just want to be clear that everybody can make me out. Relatively new as well. I think before I get on this, uh, this plate, I think that the, the sad thing about it is I think that, um, James Gunn is the right guy. I do like James Gunn's plan. A lot of the stuff that he has uh, laid mm-hmm. out is very intriguing. I'm not against any of that stuff. You go item by item. I mean, the brave and the bold, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm on the fence about it. It's, you know, and some of this stuff, but overall, I just think they put themselves in a situation that has hurt them, and it doesn't matter how good your plan is, is if the packaging Wait. is wrong. I think there's too long in between now and when you see something on the screen for a lot yeah. of people to dwell on the cracks that could show this plan. I also think that there's just a lot of people who are disengaged, and it's not just uh, the hardcore geeks. We talk a lot to the uh, when we've seen a lot of these general uh, general audiences to the people. They don't. Yeah. They're not a. They're not a hateful group. They just disengage. They just they, mm-hmm. the other shinier yeah. toy has has taken precedence. So I think there's too much time in between when now and when they got stuff going on. And I just don't think there's anything that's being brought to the surface that puts DC films in a good enough light for people to take them seriously in 2026 yeah. when it's, it's going to be time for yeah. them. To, yeah, when well, you add the strike into it too. Yeah, yeah strike too. Yeah. We're in a weird like spot said, too because, because this weekend, yeah. right, with Barbenheimer, I mean, like. We're seeing like weird patterns with like general audience where they're like starting to go to stuff that they weren't going to before. Because mm-hmm. someone in the chat earlier mentioned like, well, I think Mission Impossible is more of a victim of a bad release date. But like, just, oh, yeah. like I saw people talking about this too. It's just like the fr- like either fresh IP films, like films based on IPs that haven't gotten a movie in a very long time or ever, or something like that's like a breath of fresh air. That's kind of what's like gravitating that general audience a bit more now. I'm not saying it's not that many of them. It's not so much that. It's really a taste, maybe. I don't know. It's it's really more about telling a solid story and making your film feel like you need to go out to it and see it at the theater. Like, I can date this back to, I would probably say about 2020, right before the pandemic kicked in. You know, look at what happened with Birds of Prey and then look what happened with Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog came out a week after Birds of Prey. And I feel like that film in and of itself, the fact that it was Sonic's first cinematic outing and it went up against a movie like Birds of Prey, an established character, Harley Quinn, finally getting her own movie. What came out triumphant before the pandemic hit? Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. People want to see 
people want to be entertained, yes, but people also want to see well, something new, exciting, and they want that, it to yeah, feel like Yeah, that's what I mean, like those fresh IP yeah. movies, like movies yeah. on IPs they haven't seen in a while or ever be yeah. adapted before. And then look at yeah, what's happened with Super Mario, right? Yeah, plus it had the great publicity of listening to the fans as far as the design of Sonic. Like, that's what's impressive about that to me is that they had that controversy with Sonic looking horrible initially, and then they fixed that, and then, uh, then it yeah, became such a big hit. I thought it was going to yeah. die. It was going to die in the water after. That. I thought that I too. Like, it's dead. Yeah, but, people did. But, but the it fact ended that they in a really good movie. Yeah, the fact that they listened to the fans that was a big that was a big publicity boost because like they're saying, hey. This is a, a studio that will listen to the fans. This is a movie where they listen to the fans. I wanna, I wanna go see that. Wait a minute, now, 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 Eric, listening to the fans. Yeah. Are you saying The Rock was somehow involved with this? Well, I think Paramount <laughs> looked at what happened with Transformers and Ninja Turtles and went, "Yeah, we can't do this a third time." All right, uh, William, get out of here. I know you're about to board, so get out of here. Thank you for that, William. See you guys right. later. Appreciate yeah. you joining and talking yeah. some Comic Con. You know, right. you know, thinking about the whole like. Um, the whole like uh, gap with the um, how how the uh, how the um, the strike is like causing a big gap as far as you know uh, content is concerned. Um, I really I've really been thinking. I couldn't help but wonder because you know now Kevin Smith was uh, had made clear that hey what I saw with uh, the Schumacher cut no they were not saying they were going to release it it was just they were just showing me uh, the, the the Schumacher cut. But I couldn't help wondering, especially with this strike. Worth, were, could they have been doing that and and let like showing it to Kevin Smith and like as as like kind of testing the waters to see if releasing these these cuts would be a nice way to fill in that void? What do you think? He didn't get it from Warner Brothers though. Well, that that's going to mention. I actually I, I actually talked to Kevin Smith a couple weeks ago about it. That's right. That's right. You, you did meet him, right? I did. Yeah, and yeah, I asked you had to walk some of that back a little bit. There was. A little bit, yeah, but just to clarify exactly what he told me with the Schumacher cut, it was a random fan who had it on his laptop. That's like, yep. here you go, and then yep. it's just like show it to him privately, and he's able to show it one night. The Ayer cut, when I asked him about that, he basically said he hasn't seen David Ayer since the premiere back in 2016. He hasn't spoken to him or even had a conversation with him. He would wow. like to talk to him if he ever runs into him again about it, but. The odds of that happening, I don't know. He doesn't even think he can get the Schumacher cut released. He thinks it was just a once in a lifetime yeah, opportunity. That's, that's what God. was sad about that whole thing. Is like when I mm. when I watched the stream for that, yeah. and then they 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 gave the details of where it was coming from because obviously it sounded yeah. like oh my god, like Warner Brothers just handed him the cut and was like, yeah, hey, you like, no, it. it was not official nope. in any capacity, not oh, at, yeah. not at all. And I'm like, what? Well, one or, thing I think, one thing I always go back to with that, uh, what um, is that again? I don't think you can underestimate just how pivotal role kevin smith had in the snyder cut itself so yeah uh, the, so the thought had crossed to me too where it's like did, did this kind of come his way uh is maybe like you know, some kind of back channel thing w was doing so, okay let's kind of yeah. test the waters on this see if there's viability to it yeah because i am very curious how the fan got it that's what i'm wondering too and aren't there he said he like wanted legal off of like a, he said he won it from some like raffle or something i don't remember yeah the aspect of like how the fan like got that. it i have no clue and i think we're ever gonna get an answer to that because like his one prerequisite for him showing it was he wanted to be on his podcast that was it it's like i'll oh, show wow. you it but i want to be on your podcast well and yeah, i it really sounds like i know a guy who knows a guy who got it from another guy? I was like, hmm. When I, I was, and then with how he got it, the, the thing I was thinking, like, aren't there 
the legal ramifications of that too, or like that? Yeah. Is the, that's I mean, the fact that we're probably trying to wonder too, because yeah. uh, I mean, like, especially if he was able to show it at his theater, I was like, all right, don't you have to get approvals and. Yeah, I, I was kind of wondering about Not that. Necessarily. Yeah. Really? Get, so, the fact that Warner Brothers didn't get mad at him for it. Mean, this really is, okay, here's the that. thing, though. He didn't make the event specifically to showcase the Schumacher cut. He did it as an additive extra. Hey, that is, that is true. That is true. If you're here at this event, I might show you a thing. Mm. It's not, it's not quite the same thing as saying promote it. Okay, yeah, exactly. you're already right. sell tickets, saying like, "Hey guys, buy tickets oh, yeah. to see the Schumacher cut." Mm. See, see this is this is where this is where we need to get Chris Wong on here with the tinfoil hat talk. Tat, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> miss Chris. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean that. Yeah, it was a little disappointing that that. It's not, it, it's because it just yeah. really sounded like, oh, wait, this thing's going to come out if like Kevin Smith's talking about it yeah. and he's saying that he's seen it. And I was like, whoa. But then it's just, yeah, when you actually watch that whole thing and get the details and you yeah. kind of go, oh, wait, this is not what, what, what we thought. Now, you know, Epic Film Guys actually did a really solid breakdown of the Schumacher cut on their podcast. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, yeah. Epic yeah. Film Guys, yeah, they did a good job, like, because really they job. went and saw it yeah. and they broke it down so, to like two episodes of a podcast. So. Yep. Yeah, and in the breakdown, like, are do they mention any differences with the uh, from that the Red Book edition or? Yes, because there's certain scenes that we've seen that weren't actually in that cut that they saw. Like, I think uh, right. um, Dick Grayson when he was like training, and then him and Bruce talked. Karate laundry. Actually, oh yeah, yeah that's that scene is oh, awesome. Yeah, when he's on, on the kung fu dummy, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, but apparently that's not in the cut that they saw, according to yeah. There's like yeah. some things that, but mainly the things that we knew about when it came to the Red Book edition are in there. But I don't think you see um, them on the gargoyle either. I think that was not in there as well, if uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that also was not in the Schumacher cut. But it was not. And it, yeah, and this is where it's like I kind of uh, you know, recommend everybody like go read the novelization of Batman Forever because it is it, it, there's there a lot go. in there that's like that. I, I read that as a kid, and there's a lot in there that's not in the the movie like. Uh, like the, the intro, like one, one thing I'll reveal about is that the beginning, um, you know, it kind of starts off with the, the past, the flashback to Bruce after his parents are murdered and he's mm -hmm. running through the forest in the rain with that book and he falls into the, you know, into the cave and, you know, sees the bat and that's, that's played up in the, the novelization. It's a really kind of grandiose thing. And it's kind of, it's kind of presented as this is kind of, this is really like the origin of Batman within the context of Batman forever. Ah, interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is. But speaking of like deleted scenes, I actually wanted to ask you guys, you know, one of the reasons why I put Michael Keaton's Batman in the thumbnail was like the fact that uh, yeah. the whole thing about, um, you know, some yeah. of these deleted scenes that came out from the Flash. I just rewatched the Flash again last night. Did you buy it digitally? I did. Okay. I did. I did. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I, did I enjoyed the movie. I just enjoyed I did the too. movie. Yeah. Sure. You know, and, and, it's uh, a good yeah. And, you know, the Miss Nighthawk, she loves it. She's it's her favorite movie of the year. And then we're showing the neighbor, her neighbor, that, and uh, he really liked it too. But um, and I was explaining to her, I'm like, oh yeah, they released like three different deleted scenes, and I told her oh, the wow. scenes. I told her the scenes, and she was like, why would they delete? You know, it's, it's, I'm like, yeah, someone he just you just yeah. never know. Just, especially that the first deleted scene was when Young Barry like you know phases through the door when they're finding Kara, and then they see that. Sh this shot of the ship. Such I remember movie. thinking, where was that going to be? In the, where was that? Because that wasn't yeah, really one of the first the things you trailer. saw at Fandom. Yeah. 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 yeah it was like, looking, that was a great shot. And it's like, uh, yeah. When he's looking at the, uh, 
the suit. And I thought that was kind of cool too, because the suit's not just laying there. It was like, you know, he actually found it. And then, of course, he goes like, and I, I, I actually did like the joke of like, is Superman petite? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that was, yeah. I actually thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, but I love that shot. I love that shot. Yeah. When it, I do too. Yeah. 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 yeah the him. whole excellent shot and why is that in the trailer but on the movie that really reminds me of if you remember in the trailers for spider-man homecoming there's that beautiful shot of spider-man swinging and uh while while uh, iron man is flying man. Right by him. and i was like that's in the trailer but it's not in the movie like that, what was, the heck? Tra- that was specifically for the trailer they yeah they, they, they were the trailer they wanted yeah. to, you know, to kind of have Iron Man as a, like a, kind of a nice little bit of support for this is the first solo MCU right. Spider Man. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. that's probably independently shot. That, it probably was never intended to put yeah. it in. So yeah, with that in mind, to be in the trailer or in the movie. So with that in mind, there's almost always, you know, people will watch these deleted scenes and go, why they cut it? Why they cut it? Why they cut it? And usually, of course, the reason is, look, it may be a good scene in and of itself, but they got to cut it because the flow of the story requires you to cut, it, but required it to be. I will like. say this though. Yeah, but in this case, more often than not, Warner Brothers cut shit that's important to the story and they don't care. Exactly. And, that, exactly. and, and to bounce yeah. off of Phil real quick, this is my person. If people get mad, I apologize, but I have to say this. When Andy yeah. Muschietti came out and talked about like the idea with Michael Keaton's Batman and why he retired, basically going mm-hmm. on about how there's an instance where he's fighting a villain and that he killed that villain in or maybe perhaps accidentally, and it was in front of the child of the villain, and that's what made him retire. I'm like and it ties in like the themes of like his character and like how Barry is like kind of helping him return back to the light again and trying to like mm-hmm. redeem him in a sense. I'm like, why would you not show that? It's such yeah. a great idea. I had that question scene. going in. I had that question going into the movie and yeah. I was like, yeah, why did he quit Batman? Yeah. And I know they, they do explain like, you know, like, oh yeah. Well, they make a joke where it's like, well, there's no more crime. I solved the crime. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not really a good answer though. It's well, like, it's not a good answer because it's like, you can't solve all the crime. <laughs> well, with this information fucking... presented now, now it feels like he's sidestepped that question because exactly. he doesn't want to answer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and the, deleting point. that, deleting that, I mean, taking that scene out, I mean, it's not, it doesn't like kill the movie or anything, no, but, it's, but, it's, but, but it's like, it's enough there's to, there's plenty like, in that movie that already kills it, but yeah. yeah it's a great movie. Phil. Yeah. But there's, oh, Phil, but, um, but great scene. Uh, you maybe lose Look, our train of thought there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I think it's got a lot of heartfelt moments. That ending just really sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you talking about the <laughs> yeah. ending? Yeah. Yeah. That. I, well, I, I'm, I'm okay with the gag, but I mean, yeah, I would, pre- I do want to see like, I, you know, what but my whole thing is now. just like, and I'm not, I'm sure it's yeah. not Andy's fault, but I'm just like, what is the mindset of when you're going into the editing bay and you're like, okay, we're taking this, this, and this out. But like something like that is such a big deal to me. And it's like, how could you not keep that in? in some it's like, yeah. You know what? I don't it's, like, it's like a two and a half minute scene. Like, yeah. yeah it doesn't like colossally like elongate the movie or anything. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. It's just that one little scene. It, it, I agree that it really, really does help the movie. It really gives a kind of soul both to uh, to uh, Keaton, but also to the young Barry. And he's like, he's expressing his doubts over the whole thing. And he also, like, over the whole thing. And he also brought up, like, in that scene, young Barry brings up that point. It's like, okay, you know, the whole, and the whole spaghetti thing, I didn't say anything, but how the heck does he know that much about time travel? How time travel yeah, that's works? Another thing too, where it's like, and then you yeah. suspect that maybe Bruce is obviously he's researched and even thought about it. And I think like yeah. watching yeah, it a third so. time and realizing that I'm like, you know, even with Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne and 
and him saying like, you know, you know, the stuff that makes us who we are. And then of course, I, it, you know, made him lonely. And then of course, that's like you you see that in Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne that he's just alone now, and it kind of makes what, you almost wonder like, yeah, maybe he just like researched it and even attempted to try to do something at one point right yeah, maybe because yeah. he regrets that moment in his life so much he wishes he can go back and fix it which yeah. ties well, into the and, other themes of the movie so well and I, I think I've, i think i've seen somebody and I, it might have actually been you phil i'm, I'm not sure I, I saw on a stream right after it came out somebody had speculated that that's uh the whole spaghetti analogy that might have been intended for cyborg you know initially and then they just kind of gave it to keaton's batman oh it's possible yeah I might have said something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, I, you know what I, else I, I, I know who it was, but it's like I, I feel like I might have seen you do on the four nerds, but it wasn't of somebody else. But, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know what else awesome I was too. thinking about too, and Andy came out and talked about that deleted scene. You know what it really reminded me of? Mm. Not the exact same, but it reminded me a lot of like Batman Beyond and why that the version of Bruce had to stop. Yep. I'm like yeah. that is yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. too. I'm like that. Yeah, that could have been that, too. It's in that same ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. I can, tell you yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. He had, to, he, had to, he had to because he was getting weak because he has heart he had his heart condition he had to grab the guy's gun to try and take down and then be like yeah Never. and the same case like Andy was saying it's like he reached a moment in his career as Batman where he be, he became the very thing he didn't want to become but but yeah. it, and, and I think about that I'm just like well he didn't do that after the Joker he didn't do that after watching the Penguin die he didn't do that after true but it wasn't fall down kind of like of, someone's like, kid though I right right yeah i know yeah yeah killing it in front of a kid that would be yeah because let's be honest because mike because as much as the real dc fans love to throw trash to trash you know bad fleck keaton didn't have that no kill rule at all like no. No, when he, he didn't just he didn't just not have the no kill rule he had the he went straight to the kill rule. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's like, I'll oh, still a bomb face. down your pants and smile about it, Batman. Yeah. yeah. And also like, like, like activate the shields on the, on the Batmobile and then drop a bomb outside to blow up all the goons around the Batmobile. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it, it was chemicals. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I know. And I had people like in my mentions, like, Hey, oh, right. this is the same. And like, Okay, did you read the whole quote? It's not that he killed a criminal; it's that he killed the criminal in front of, in front his, of his kid. kid. It yeah, was like yeah. there's a detail right there. Like I'm, no one's saying you know because I I, I hate the fucking Batman kills debate. Both oh, sides man. of the argument just fuel it, and it's always you know it's either like yeah, Batman doesn't kill, and then all of a sudden you get the other side going like oh yeah, it's okay for him to kill, but Batfleck. I'm like shut up, stop it, guys. It's you know, there's details, especially when it comes to this. There's details. There's detail. Mm -hmm. The detail and of the, in front of the kid is, you know, exactly that's the thing. That's the you thing. Know, and I appreciate that they actually had that in the story. Sometimes, no, I, love, I, sometimes I, I just love seeing that that whole, oh, Batman doesn't kill. He shouldn't kill. And every time yeah. I just think to myself, well, tough shit. He has. It's in his canonical history across a couple yeah. of different <laughs> mediums. Like, yeah, even. He's Even Christian Bale's Batman, you know, the one that these real fans keep pointing to as the ideal, like in all three movies, he like his actions directly lead to the villain dying. Well, I, I love it begins when he finds that loophole of like, I'm not going to I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. So it's like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, Bale, that's bullshit. Like you like you specifically <laughs> had had Commissioner Gordon shoot de shoot down the uh, blow up like that part of the of the of the track so that it would cause a crash so he would die but, 
But Eric, remember at the beginning, you know, when the whole, uh, the temple was, you know, yeah, he, he kills like him above and beyond. He went to temple. Yeah, there's that, yeah. but then he went above and beyond to save. Well, obviously, he didn't know it was, you know, who who yeah. it actually was. Well, my but, mindset's yeah. always been personally, at least when it comes to me, it's like I grew up with Batman the animated series for that, like and like the animated DC universe, so that was very much emphasized, right? So that's like yeah. my preference, but I'm fine with having a preference, and that's if it doesn't fit within that, it's fine. Well, I mean, it just it just yeah. depends on like what what's the intent for it within the context well, of the, the Batman story, story you're telling. Yeah, that, exactly, because yeah. for me at least personally, I find it some of the best Batman stories, some of the most interesting ones where he's confronted about the no kill rule, like under yeah. the Red Hood, for example. The whole crux of that story is the no kill rule because that puts him at odds with Jason, who right. feels like no Batman needs to kill. There needs to be a vigilante killing people because look at what yeah. happened to me. We're letting the Joker live. If he's yeah. killing people, then it raises questions about like, okay, why is Joker still alive? But I, there are some stories that they play around with that where it's like he doesn't want to kill yeah. Joker. He's like this weird. Yeah, and that's what makes Under the Red Hood so good is because is because it is such a philosophical, you know, you know treatise. Yes. So it's like about it's like whether yeah. or not he should cross that line. Right, and Jude Winnick also did a really solid yeah. job of like doing both the book and the animated movie. Like he yeah. did scripting duties on both, and honestly, the, the, he yeah. was the only person who probably could do that story from you know page to animation. And honestly, I would not be surprised to see that be presented if in a follow up to Brave and the Bold at some point, because mm. Damian Wayne is the Robin. Yeah. yeah, which means there's a whole history, and then exactly you know, this was something interesting someone brought up on Twitter, which I thought was kind of interesting because like they're doing gaming and Brave and the Bold, right? Right. And someone brought up, well, what if in the DCU, Batman, because he's trying to get over the death of Jason Todd, and his son comes back into his life, so retroactively they'd be skipping over Tim Drake and like putting going right to Damien and like having him oh, fill up the role that Tim took. <laughs> Myself, yeah. Included. yeah. Um, yeah, that's gonna piss. I mean, me I'm out. not sure that's what they're gonna do, but I've seen some nah, theorized that's gonna pick. They up already that, did. They already did it in the Tim. new 52 animated universe, and I already wasn't a fan of it there. <laughs> I do. I do feel like they should do Tim Drake, and I feel like if you're gonna say, yeah, Bat Tim family, is making... he's yeah, such a I was say... that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, again, you gotta let whatever the hell. I mean, the thing is, when it comes to, I mean, look what Zach did. I mean, he killed. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh yeah, Still Jason Todd was killed, but he's like, no, that's actually Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. I, I, yeah. I always, I, I look back on that. It's like I love because that we found that out again when he was revealing stuff um, on Vero, yeah. and it's like, and he just yeah. kind of casually he be blasting like which Robin was it? he just casually just said Dick, and that that just broke the internet that day yeah. and then i even like the first time he was on here we discussed that too and he just he he yeah he described it, why that would be more of an impact on bruce and it makes yeah. because like i said i i, I want to see tim drake don't get me wrong but i can yeah. see like an executive mindset being like okay nightwing is his, is his own unique character Batgirl, obviously jason todd's red hood damian wayne's the younger robin who has like this interesting backstory it's like does tim really fit in I could see an exec looking like, well, yeah. Tim's kind of derivative. He's just kind of just yeah. there. Yeah, but Tim is just like, short end of the stick for so long. Way. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, I will, I will say, um, uh, as far as like what you brought up about how about how you Zach pointed out how uh, Dick being the one that dies more of an impact. I mean that that's got that's got um, uh, that's got precedent in the comics itself. Like when Tim Drake first shows up, he points out that. Um, that the death of Jason has brought has brought Batman to the brink. It, he hasn't gone over the edge, but he's saying he's getting closer and closer to the edge. 
And I believe there was another point later on where when Bruce is reflecting on that, he, he mentions that if it had been Dick, that if, if I had lost you, Dick, if you had been the one that died under my care, I would have gone over the edge. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, 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 since we're on, since we've drifted over towards uh, Zach, uh, did the topic of the Snyder Cut joke and uh, Barbie come up before I came on? No, we haven't no, talked about yeah, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, because no, that's of course. Anybody, Barbie. anybody would be okay with it. Maybe not Lane in the uh, the super chat. He gets upset about a lot of things. But getting uh, yeah. <laughs> <kidding>, Lane. <laughs> really okay. But uh, no, but I mean, after seeing it in the context and everything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it was funny. I thought it was funny. Like, it was funny. I mean, I was a few people chuckle. I mean, but I feel like the yeah. majority of people watching that would be like, what are they talking about? I'm so well, confused. And that, that's where I kind of <laughs> came down on it. It was that it's like, for me, it's like, I'm kind of 50 50 on it because it's like, I, I feel it, the way it's introduced, um, it's like, it feels like it's almost kind of crowbarred it, as, as far as a joke goes. It feels a little bit like they kind of had like, okay, we gotta just insert some kind of Snyder cut one liner yeah, here. I think even Greta didn't even know about like what. The yeah, well, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm looking at vague knowledge of it, and yeah, yeah. I, to what? Brad's point, I do feel like it's it it does feel like a bit of an insertion there from someone up in the brass. Whether or not it was done time? with like malicious intent, yeah. that remains to be seen. But it's yeah, a good thing. Pop culture. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's 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 my the positive. Well, the movie makes fun like, of so many other stuff too. Like they make fun of the Godfather. They make fun of right. some other like pop culture Matrix, stuff. Right? Matrix, and as, uh, Matrix, yeah. Okay. And as Scott, as Scott McClellan has pointed out, it's like when you're putting the Snyder cut, you know, within the same kind of hemisphere of conversation as the Godfather, Godfather. you're kind of telling people they made it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, great. And certainly, as like, lest we forget, remember when uh, the Harley Quinn show had the Snyder cut joke? Now, granted, everybody yeah. in the community appreciated that. But yeah. Well, also, Warner Brothers has absolutely zero problem promoting the Snyder Cut if it will get them anything positive. Like, like they've been exactly. doing that since 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anything positive except for Justice League sequels, apparently. Right. Like they even <laughs> used footage of his film to promote that trash heap they released in theaters. So yeah. 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 It, it, well, worked. it definitely worked. It definitely worked. Speaking of DC and Snyder, I know they dropped that um that documentary, a three part documentary on Matt yes. about DC. So Has anyone watched, watched that? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't, I haven't watched, watched it yet. But they but they do actually uh they do actually uh, bring a ZSGL up as a topic in it. I don't I don't think they used any like because that was the whole thing about the one filmmaker wanted was trying to license yes. footage and the, yeah. she's the, yeah. the, she was told us there's only one version it's a 20, 2017 yeah. piece of shit and, and then uh, yeah, that was so that I, big whole Rolling Stone like uh, yeah. uh, article where like they talked to that director and she said yeah I was trying to get tease footage of that movie during the documentary but they told me no so yeah so what, yeah, I think I the way she got around movie. that was that she just used behind the scenes footage of principal photography. But but they touch upon the story of it within the within the documentary, so she That's kind good. of found okay. a little uh, bit of an inroad there. That's good. So yeah, yeah, because you can't talk so about like the history of DC on film without that. Right, it'd be yeah. pretty ignorant to not. Yeah. You'd have to be a. I did hear that they did do like a. I'm not sure if it's like old interviews, but I know Henry Cavill was featured in the documentary as well, talking about Superman. Ooh, there you go. So. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Henry's there. Gall's there. Again, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I've seen like snippets of it, and that was one of them. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna check that out, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up right now, guys, because obviously we're gonna talk some Superman animated series, and I gotta make some dinner in between this in a half an hour. So I appreciate you guys uh, coming on. I appreciate William coming on. 
And mm-hmm. uh, it's just we got Robin, Tim Drake showing here. Yeah, I'm I was, guessing um, this is uh, it's Robin with an Australian accent. Who eats bacon uh, got any yeah. bacon? <laughs> no, I'm not having any bacon. No, oh, okay. Uh, I heard we were talking about Tim Drake. Uh, they should not skip Tim Drake. <laughs> well, yeah, I think good. you're a little bit biased. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm biased. Um, by the way, check out Red Robin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just look how he popped in, like right at the the right tail end of it. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, yeah. Thank you for joining Drago. You know, to, to yeah, it's, no, it's Robin. But put yes. it in there. Put it in there. But uh, no, I uh, appreciate everybody uh, showing up. Appreciate the uh, support to the channel, obviously. And, uh, you know, you guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll go around and like anybody who wants to promote anything. Phil, I don't know if you have anything to promote. Go for it. Uh, You know, I was on I've been on Twitch since like one o'clock this morning. I caught oh, like wow. four shiny Pokemon in a five hour time. Span. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, Twitch, Twitter, Barrow, Instagram threads at unfiltered. With there 3D, it's not five. There you go. All right, Eric, got anything? Yeah. Well, you can well you can see me on YouTube at Hardboiled Entertainment. You can see me on Twitter at Hardboiled Films. Uh, and you know, just uh, looking forward to the next thing we're going to talk about. And I'll just and I'll just say this about Oppenheimer. One thing's sure, it's not going to bomb. Yeah, <laughs> definitely did not. Definitely did not. RJ, you got anything? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm on uh, social media and the YouTube's Resident Justice Twitter, well, soon to be renamed X, uh, Threads, yeah, all that too. good stuff, YouTube. Uh, and stay tuned for August 1st, where I'll be announcing a project I'm working on with a couple of cool guys, which will be uh, very fun for those who like uh, the, the interactive video game stuff. So There you go. All right, Brad, you got anything? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Vero, <clears throat> excuse me, at Brad Curran. I'm also, my writing can be found on Screen Rant to Kung Fu Kingdom, and also uh, to go off of what RJ just said, um, Elon, if you are going to rename uh, Twitter uh, X, uh, go all the way and I'll pull out that DMX Classic. It's going to give it to you. <laughs> right. you oh, it's going to be interesting. And then, of course, we got Tim Drake. Um, you can find me at uh, Druga52 on YouTube. I just I was just doing a live stream of uh, me playing Arkham Asylum, and this I'm stuck on something. And um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter via Axel R. Drogo. So, nice. yeah. Does the R stand for Robin? And you can find him eating I'm bacon on the vodka stream on Friday at 6.30. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, guys. All right. Appreciate the uh, the support, guys, and uh, everybody. Uh, and William, of course, um, giving us some Comic-Con, um, some Comic-Con dirt, I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. And, uh, like I said, I'll see you guys in a half an hour. We're going to be talking about uh, the main man part one. Robo, baby. That's right. Scott and I will be talking about uh, that episode of Superman the Animated Series. So, hope to see you guys there. And uh, everybody on the panel, thank you for joining. Great discussion, as always. And we will talk to you guys later.